Good morning. Welcome back to 10 Minutes of Meaning. Please help yourself to coffee and donuts. Very big thank you to our generous sponsor for the Masilas Hashem series for the year. Jeffrey Gelbin, memory of Mishlam and David, Shendel, Baz David, Avner, Ben Avram, Akoin. Also a reminder, if you have not yet signed up, we have launched a one-on-one campaign in the merit of our beloved young Esti Moskowitz, daughter of Rabbi and Moskowitz. One dollar a day of giving, one minute a day of learning. You can go to brsonline.org slash one and one, the number one and one. Sign up both for the one minute a day of learning, one dollar a day of tzedakah, all in her merit. Please God, we should hear good news. She and all who are ill should have a speedy, painless, and complete refuah shlema. We're in the 19th chapter of Mesilas Hashem, the Ramchal, Ramosha Chaim Lutzato, has been giving us the formula, the secrets to life, how to chart and journey ourselves towards a better version of ourselves, to always live and believe our best is yet to come, to constantly be on the path and the track of self-improvement, to live with mindfulness and awareness, alacrity and zeal, to live ascetically, to not need the material things around us, and all the other qualities we've been learning. We've been learning about chassidus, what it means to be a chassid. A chassid, to be truly pious and righteous, to be virtuous, is not anything that we wear. To be a chassid is about how we see ourselves, who we are, how we behave, and how we feel in our relationship with Hashem. We've divided Ava and Yira, and the three enough from the three branches to come close to Hashem. And the last, what we've been studying now, is kinah, the notion of zealousness, of zeal on behalf of Hashem. Zeposhet, we'll reread what we ended with last week. Zeposhet, ki mishaoi This is a critical and crucial message for our generation and in our time, where our Torah values and the Almighty Himself in some ways is under assault. And the question asked of us every day as believing and faithful Jews, as those invested in an intimate relationship with Hashem is, will we stand idly by? Will we look the other way? Will we allow Hashem to be bullied? Or do we stand up? Do we represent His values, His principles, His definitions, His policies, His blueprint for His world? The Ramchal says, you have a good friend, supposedly you're a good friend, and you stand there while they're being punched and beaten while they're being called names or marginalized, while they're being bullied. What kind of a friend are you if you stand there passively and idly and you don't say anything and you don't intervene? Well, among our friends is a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Hashem ro'i lo echsa, ro'i miloshon re'a. Hashem is our dear friend, our closest friend, our greatest confidant. And what kind of a friend are we if we allow others to distort him and his teachings and his world. Of course you're going to go intervene. If you love Hashem, you cannot stand to see Him desecrated, misrepresented, distorted, bullied. It should pain us to see people ignore Him. In Mishlei teaches that those who desert Torah will praise the Rishon, the wicked, and those who protect Torah will contend with them. There are people, some with malice and intent to be wicked, and others maybe even with good intentions, but ultimately the road we know where is paved with good intentions. They may have the best intentions, but they're misrepresenting, distorting, compromising, corrupting the representation of Hashem in this world. And we are judged and we are evaluated who we are in our relationship with Hashem is determined by how much that disturbs us. If we stand by while somebody misrepresents or violates or is an affront to Hashem 
and his Torah Kedosha, and it doesn't bother us. We still give Hanifa. We praise and we love and we want to do business with or we want to have a picture with or we want to have the honor of saying we know that individual or their values. Then what does it say about us? If you praise, if we praise people who are undeserving of that praise, whose lives and lifestyles or value system or priorities are inconsistent and incongruous with what our Torah wants. Again, I share all of this very, um, with a disclaimer that we have to be very careful. Ramchalir is not encouraging us to sit in judgment of others. None of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. None of us are close to it. So the goal here is not to sit in judgment of others and to pretend we are more righteous than they, to be God's holy rollers in this world and constantly judge others. That is not what he's saying. We're not talking about the everyday challenges and temptations, the Yitzharas that we succumb to. We're talking about people who've crafted a worldview and promote that worldview in conflict with Hashem's view. So if somebody were publicly standing on a street corner holding a sign, somebody were online promoting a campaign to bully your mother or father, your brother or sister, your son or your daughter, if they were trying to distort or misrepresent or attack, would you quietly and passively turn the other way? Spread out the fury of your wrath and take note of the one who's haughty. Bury them together in the dust, sealed in a hidden place. You could see who really loves Hashem. The love of Hashem might manifest itself, not in God forbid you're creating a chil Hashem by lashing out or by attacking or Khalila, God forbid, to ever get physical, even against those who misrepresent Hashem. We're not even talking necessarily about a public manifestation. We're talking about simply feeling the pain, the discomfort, the awkwardness, withdrawing. If you were sitting there, my children sometimes have this pleasure. They're somewhere, someone says, where are you from? They say, Boca. Maybe they start talking about the rabbi from Boca, not putting two and two together. I would hope my children, if they were at a table, or a group of people, and someone was speaking about their father, their mother negatively, no matter how much they wanted to fit in or be cool or be connected or do business or get a picture, I would hope if their mother or father being spoken about in that way, or lies or distortions being told about them, that they would pull away. If they weren't willing to courageously object and clarify and clear the record, then minimally they would say, I'm so uncomfortable, I'm in such pain hearing this, I'm out of here, I can't stay put. How do we feel? When we are exposed to, when we are aware of, when we are being preached, when we are in a world that increasingly is unrecognizable or inconsistent with the will of Hashem or His view of how we're meant to live, are we minimally uncomfortable? Our relationship with Him, the love we have for Him, can be measured by how uncomfortable we are when he is distorted or misrepresented or outright violated. What is that real relationship with Hashem? Is it a casual relationship? Are we feel good fans when we need Him? Is it a transactional relationship? Or do we love Hashem so much so, as they say, that when He's misrepresented, we pull back? 
And that's Vyomer, Oh, Avay Hashem Sinura. We say every Friday night in our davening. In Kabbalah Shabbos, we quote from the capital Tehillim Tzadi Zion. Oh, Avay Hashem, if you love Hashem, Sinura. Then you're intolerant, you're allergic, you're uncomfortable with Ra. Now, how do you define Ra? Ra is you're uncomfortable with people who have no honesty or integrity. That's also a distortion of Hashem's name. Doesn't matter what you wear, how long you daven, how hard you shuckle. Spoke, uh, I mentioned last week in the Parsha class, I recently arranged a transaction with a proprietor who told me when, when he told me to bring cash, I said, why would I bring cash? He said, so you don't have to pay taxes. I said, why wouldn't I want to pay taxes? He said, you save a lot of money. I said, I want to get into Olamaba. It's a halacha, you got to pay taxes. Dina de Malchusa Dina. If you don't pay taxes, you're stealing from your neighbor. He said, you know, in 30 years of doing business, you're only the second person who's ever wanted to pay taxes. The first worked as a tax auditor and had no choice. I said, the second person in 30 years blew my mind. I said, you're part of a community that's scrupulous and vigilant, that's machmir on every minority opinion and kashras and Shabbos and Tarsa Mishpacha. Isn't there a possibility this is Geneva? You don't want to be machmir, maybe there's a das yochid, this is Geneva? He said, that's taka, a good question. It's a good question. So when, when we hear that there are such violations of honesty and integrity and the law of the land and the chil Hashem, that's also the ra of oave Hashem sin ura. If we love Hashem, we should be disturbed by people who always pay in cash. We should be disturbed by people who have created new definitions and new relationships and new who've adjusted and moved boundaries, who've moved goalposts, who've redefined or distorted our Torah. Again, not suggesting that we lash out or that we act in a way which will contribute or compound Achil Hashem, but minimally we should be disturbed. Minimally we should be pained. Minimally we should be bothered. If we are Oave Hashem, then we should have this aversion, this allergic reaction. We should recoil when we read or see or listen or watch or are exposed to Ra, Ra as defined by a distortion of his name. We're out of time. We'll pick up with this next week. Continue in 15 minutes, 8.45 with Living with Emuna. Tonight, 9 p.m. Behind the Bima is back. And partially in honor of somebody's tennis prowess. We'll talk about tonight, having them tested for steroids. Our guest tonight, Rabbi Mark Wilds, the founder of Manhattan Jewish Experience, MJE. Talk about the state of outreach today in America, 9 p.m. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay holy.